Let's talk about kids who have lived in 13 homes, 14 homes, 15 homes over the span of them being in foster care. I mean, if you've met 13 foster parents, just by the law of averages, it can't be the foster parent every time you something happened and you had to be removed from that home. When do kids who are in care take responsibility for some of the issues that they bring to the table? I've been doing foster care for 11 years and I can only think of one time that a kid lived in my home and he didn't do anything and I had him removed. And the reason that was is because his social worker and I didn't get along. She was um, calling the agency that I work for, saying that I got smart with her over the phone. I would leave a voicemail. She would say something like, hey, you know, I don't like the way he's talking to me or on the um, voicemail. The young lady who I work for at the agency, she would listen to the voicemail and she would say to her, you know, he was direct. But, you know, he didn't say anything disrespectful or anything like that. But because she and I didn't get along, I just went ahead and had the kid removed. Because, you know, you can't do anything if you can't work with the social worker. But this goes back to why kids are being removed from homes. And, you know, a lot of times it may be their fault. Over the weekend, a good friend of mine who was a therapeutic foster parent asked his foster son to clean the bathroom and he refused to clean the bathroom so the young man has a cell phone the cell phone was purchased by an aunt or someone and they're paying the bill my co-worker doesn't have access to be able to turn the phone off so he asked the young man you know as a punishment for not cleaning the bathroom he asked him for the phone he refused, the young man refused to give the phone. My good friend had a meeting with his social worker and it was decided that if he would not give up the cell phone, he needed to be removed. Now, let me backtrack a little bit because I did tell my good friend because this issue came up like three months ago about the cell phone. And I told my good friend, the cell phone eventually is going to be a big issue because he did not follow the number one golden rule I gave him. And that rule is on day one, when a kid moves in, you set him down and you go over the house rules and the punishment for the house rules. I had a kid that lived with me last year that when I was only doing respite for a family, but he wanted to move into my home. And someone else was just a similar situation. Someone else was paying the cell phone. And I told him, cause like I said, he was on, I was only doing respite. So when I'm doing respite, you're only going to be in my house for a week. I don't need to go over the house rules. But if you are asking me to move in, 
and we decide that that's what's going to happen, I'm going to go over the rules because I know that these certain situations are going to come up eventually because I've been doing this for a while and I know how kids are. I told him on day one, I don't know who's paying that cell phone bill, but in the event that you do something where you're getting in trouble, I'm going to ask for that cell phone. And if you have a problem with it, please tell me now. Because then, you know, if you do have a problem with it, this may not be the home for you. He said he didn't have a problem with it. An issue came up and I needed that cell phone and he gave me the cell phone. That's why it is so crucial that on day one, not day 20, not six months down the line, it's crucial on day one that you have the rules in place and you go over the rules with the kid. Sometimes you might need the kid to sign the rules. Few, I've, you know, I've only had to do that a few times. So, But going back to my good friend, two days ago, the young man's social worker came to the house and again, he was asked to hand over the cell phone. And my good friend said, if you cannot give me the phone, you're gonna leave with your social worker. The young man said, well, I guess I'll pack my stuff because he just refused to give up the cell phone. I mean, my question to you guys, my question to you guys is, was that a big enough reason to have the kid removed? I mean, I don't know. I've, it's something that I've never experienced where, you know, I've had to have a kid remove over something so small. The kid didn't give him a lot of behavior issues. All of his behavior issues were at school. He didn't give him any major issues in the home. And the criteria for me keeping a kid is, you know, you're not giving me issues at home. You know, I let the school take care of the um, behavior issues at the school. Yes, you may get punished for something that's going on at the school, but for the most part, you know, you're an alternative school. If you if you know anything about alternative school and you know how alternative schools are run, you know, we're taking all the bad kids and we're putting them in one place. And please don't expect my one kid to be in a classroom full of 10 boys with behavior issues. Please don't ask my one kid to go in there and control himself. Cause I'm here to tell you, it's not gonna happen. If you got a kid and he's alternative school, you're gonna be getting a lot of calls. So just expect that. But I don't know, is it a big enough reason just to, for a kid to tell you no on one issue? This one issue that you're telling me no about, this is enough for me to have you removed from my home? I don't know. But the reason I started this podcast is because I want input from other foster parents. I want it to be a place where we can come to and freely speak about the issues and talk about everything that's going on. I don't want it to be like a Facebook group where if you go on the Facebook group, and you know, it's, we're talking about foster care and adoption and all of those issues. If you ask a question that they don't like, they will just block you. And I don't want to be, I don't want my podcast to be that sort of place. 
I want you to be able to come on. I want you to be able to vent. I want you to be able to say how I'm upset. I want you to be able to say this is what's going on. If it's a bad social worker and you know that, you know, she's dealt with other foster parents and all of them are saying the same thing about her or him, please come on and let's discuss it. That's the whole reason why I started the podcast. Because, you know, as a foster parent, a lot of times you're isolated. A lot of times you're at home and you're dealing with the kids' issues. And the social worker, the people that work for at social services, the guardian at Lightum, the Costa, all of those people at home. They don't have to deal with the issues that we have to deal with on the day on a daily basis. They don't have to deal with any of that. It's easy for a social worker to pop in, talk about the issues with the kid. Oh, you're having a problem with him. But guess what? She gets to go home and sleep good in her bed. You don't. If you go to my webpage, www.urbanfosterdad.com, you'll see I have two therapists on there, Ozzy and Alicia. And if we're having a major issue that you guys want to talk about and you want me to bring one of them on so we can talk about it with them, let's do that. This platform is wasn't created for me. The, cra- the platform was created for you guys. Because I know as a foster parent, a lot of times I felt like I was alone. A lot of times I felt like, you know, nobody was really listening to me. I want it to be a place where all of us can come together. Rather, you're taking care of a two-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 13-year-old. But I want it to be real. I want it to be raw. I don't don't want to censor anything. I want to talk about all the issues because we're dealing with a lot of stuff in our homes and people don't know about it. Think about how many times you've had an issue with the kid. The kid was removed and that was the last we talked about it. That was the last you talked about it. That kid moved on. It may have been something. It may have been something big. I don't know. But I do know there are some major issues I've had in my home. And once the kid was removed, that was it. We never talked about it. And those kids went on to other homes. I had a kid that moved into my home that had stole a gun from his last foster home. And guess what he did when he moved into my home? He went down the street and he stole my neighbor's guns. But guess what? That kid was removed. I don't know where he's living now, but I guarantee you they did not knock on that door and say, hey, this kid right here loves to steal guns. So what I'm saying is those are issues that we're not talking about and discussing. You know, we need a platform that we can come to that we can discuss what's really going on in foster homes. Listen, people, it's not by accident that I started fostering. Because when I was a teenager, I had some issues. I needed somebody to listen. I needed somebody to hear me. I needed somebody to tell me, hey, it's okay. Let's talk about it. But I didn't have that. So when kids move into my home, that's what I'm offering. So let's talk about it. I'm the Urban Foster Dad, and I thank you guys for listening. You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad Podcast.
leave a comment, ask questions, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.